It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher. Welcome back to Alexandra and Friends. We're having a great evening tonight, and we're enjoying ourselves, and we're having too much fun. So we have great guests coming in uh, that are here tonight, and we're going to celebrate. And not, I'm not, we're not going to say celebrate. We're going to really honor our men and women of the military that have served and given their life for us. So tonight we're really uh, making this show more about our post, our veterans, and about our service to our country. So, um, V, Courtney, um, can we welcome our guests? Yes. So we have Mrs. Mary Garcia and Mr. Richard Weiler. Is that correct? That's correct. Thank you so much for being here. And please just say to our listeners, uh, you're welcome and just let them know who you guys are, what you guys do, and please. So we represent uh, the post-21 in the colony, American Legion post. Um, we've been around about 13 years and we do a lot of cool things for the community and we're anxious to talk to you about that. Um, with Memorial Day coming up, we have a very special service that we want to talk about, and um, we're just pleased as veterans to continue our service to country. So we served, and now uh, we're we're back home, but we're um, we, we continue to serve, and it, it makes us proud. And we're trying to do good for veterans and the community. Excellent. So, for those that may not know what the American Legion is, talk to us a little bit about that. And do you have to be a veteran to be a part of the organization? Yes, you do. First of all, it's it's be it's a uh, people that have served in the military, um, and it's voluntary, and we solicit as many as, as want to continue to serve as we possibly can. Um, they can have served uh, the National Guard, they can have served regular duty here in the States, or they can have served overseas. But anybody that has served in any capacity in the United States military is, is qualifies to join the American Legion. And then what about you two? Tell us a little bit about you know your journey and how you've ended up with the American Legion and your years of service and... Talk to us a little bit so we can get to know you more. I'm going to start because Mary Garcia has got a better story than I do. So we'll, <laughs> I we'll, we'll save that. that for last. So um, immediately out of college, um, I, I joined the National Guard in, this, in the state of Wisconsin. This is in 63. When I got out of, out of a boot camp, um, I went to my advanced infantry tra- individual training. And um, somebody in that advanced individual training was going to be deployed to someplace called um, um, Indonesia. And we thought, why is some Indochina? And we thought, why is somebody going over there? Well, sorry, two years later, we found out it was Vietnam, and uh, he was the first in our group to go. So I really went through the National Guard training, served in Wisconsin for four years, served in Michigan for two years, served in in Minnesota for five years. So I have eleven years in the National Guard, both an enlisted man and, and as an officer. But it was all before they called up National Guard for foreign duty. So I was pre-Vietnam, if you will, as I went through my basic training. Is that active National Guard or it's National Guard where they do the weekend rotations, things like that? Weekend rotations. Got it. Yep. So then while you were doing that, were you, did you go through school? Did you have another job? What, what I, did your... I was in the credit union business. Oh, and okay. uh, so I was in, in a variety of capacities during those 11 years um, in, in three states is working with the credit union movement. Very good. And what about you, Miss Mary? Well, I'm a native Texan. Uh, I actually was raised in Kingsville, Texas, on the world-famous King Ranch. Uh, I went to the university there, Texas A&I, and got a degree in education. 
I taught middle school for four years, and then I just had this calling um, to serve my country, and I decided to join the Air Force. I got accepted into officer's training school, and the Air Force made an art and English teacher an aircraft maintenance officer. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> yes. So my, my first assignment took me to Torrejon Air Base, which is no longer uh, an active base, and uh, Torrejon Air Base in Madrid. Wow. Uh, and I had two tours in Texas, then back to Germany, then England. And I worked on aircraft uh, all the way from the F-4 that was a, a big factor in the Vietnam War mm-hmm. all the way to the F-16. So I served for 15 years, and I retired. They were, as military bases were closing, they offered us uh, early retirement. So I retired at that point. And then took a couple months off, and then I went to work with Texas Instruments, which is a wonderful company in, in here in North Texas. And uh, when I retired from Texas Instruments, I felt I still needed to connect with my fellow veterans, and so I found the American Legion. And one big part of my involvement was to join, uh, be a member of the Honor Guard. And I just couldn't think of a better way to support families as they honored their loved ones in paying final respects. And now I am uh, the incoming commander. Awesome. And Richard, do you do the honor guard as well? Is that just everybody part of the Legion? No. No? It's, it's voluntary, and I, okay. I am not. That's a um, that's tough. I can imagine that takes a special skill set to, to do that uh, often. So thank you. You're very welcome. It, it is uh, something that is very fulfilling. Uh, yes, uh, it's uh, it's emotional, mm-hmm. very. Uh, but it's a very, very important role that we see that is necessary to do to honor the families that are left behind and the veterans that have gone. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Alexander and Friends. We have our amazing guest today, former commander Richard Ensweiler. Did I get it right? Right. And incoming commander, Miss Mary Garcia. Miss Mary, a real quick question: How many women are are, are right now in, are in members of the uh, VA, of the uh, American Legion that have served? I uh, believe we have six women right now. Six women. Yes, ma'am. Very good. I, I love that. I love to hear. My mother was a World War II vet. And, and three of those six are officers in our post, so they're wow. very active. That's- wow, that's good. Um, I I love. I love our our our, uh, America, our legions. Okay, they're they're just amazing. So, do you know what the history of your of your uh, American Legion uh, Post Twenty One is? How are, how is it named after? Well, uh, it's named after uh, two servicemen, uh-huh. uh, Matthew Holly and um, Jimmy Jimmy Riddle. Jimmy Riddle. Uh, I uh, don't know very much about their personal history, but I can tell you that they were both um, heroes. And they uh, uh, were in the Gulf, um, in Afghanistan, as a matter of fact. Uh, mm-hmm. And they both uh, were victims of uh, IED um, explosions. And uh, uh, Holly, uh, my, as my understanding, uh, was an, a veteran, but he went back to serve as a civilian. Mm-hmm. And um, that is where he um, met his fate. That's right. Matthew Holly was a... Very, very active in the colony. I used to, I knew him several, many times. He, um, 
attended some of our events for the uh, American Legion in Carrollton. And uh, Stacy, his wife, used to attend quite a bit. So I knew I, I get very. She gets very emotional. Emotional. Because, yeah, of course. You know, it's it's our veterans. And my my son served in that same uh, area, in that same division. So, oh. but neither here there. It's an amazing, um, amazing time because we can remember our men and women and our family. And I can tell you that I understand what you go through when you are doing service because. We did our our, our uh, auxiliary. We did a, we did the, the service with our men and women, and it's just very touching. Yes, uh, and it's just hard. So, Miss Mary, uh, please educate me and uh, a lot of our listeners as well. When you say, "I served one tour, a second tour," that is the period that you stay uh, on that task. Yes, so it's a it's a it's a period of time that we are sent to a specific region or or base, and typically there you're anywhere from two years to four years. It just depends on on the needs of of your branch of service and where they need you for a specified period of time. So typically for me, um, I was in Spain for two years, and then they sent me to. Uh, a, a pilot training base in Del Rio, Texas. <laughs> wow. And what happened when you are married and have kids, the, the family <laughs> goes, or uh, you can go and come back? How that works? Well, I think that's very dependent on the um, career field that you're in. Uh, for example, if uh, in, in the Air Force, uh, we are, we, we don't, typically go out in the trenches per se, like, like the army gets deployed or the Marines. We're usually based uh, at a much separated um, distance uh, because we have to be far away, protect our aircraft, and then our aircraft just deploy out of there. Uh, so in the Air Force, I think we were fortunate that we were able to, uh, in most cases, have families join their spouses. Uh, but there are what we call uh, uh, one-year tour of duties where they go into remote sites and then uh, families could not, would not be able to join them. So it depends on the career field of the military member uh, and, and where those specific bases are. And uh, I'm asking that because I have a six-year-old boy that wants to be a pilot in the Air Force. So... I'm Smart getting young man. I'm getting ready for that. <laughs> like, okay, Fred. <laughs> well, Commander, uh, uh, commanders, <laughs> both of you, tell us a little of uh, uh, something. Some things that the Post Twenty One does in the community. How to help our vets when they need, and what are the resources available? So we have uh, a service officer. One of the positions we elect that uh, his or her responsibility is to listen to the. Uh, veterans coming back that are looking for assistance. It might be, might be mental health. It might be financial needs. It might be counseling of some kind. And uh, the, the military, through the Veterans Administration, has a number of resources available, but most people don't know how to access those. So our service officer is skilled, understands all the resources available, and we are able to help veterans that come back and um, – they have needs well beyond what the public normally recognizes. Mm. So if I may interject, uh, one of the things that we do is we periodically have what we call buddy checks. And so we 
reach out to our members and just try to stay aware. And uh, many of our members are uh, from the Vietnam era. And so we want to make sure that uh, we, we know who's well, who might need a little uh, assistance in some way. So we check on each other. And, and, and then at that point, we'll, we refer them to the right resources so they can get whatever assistance they may need. Interesting. Just recently, uh, Congress has allowed Navy veterans who are not on ground in Vietnam to get Agent Orange consideration. Right. They don't know how to go about getting that. Our service officer is one they can call and be in touch with the right people at the Veterans Administration and get qualification. Well, what about uh, how? What's the membership for for our members? For uh, I know that you it's only military, but what is their membership dues? Membership dues are whopping forty one dollars a year. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> so they can so tell tell me they, when they come and they meet and they have all kinds of uh, relationship with everybody. Do you invite them to join and become uh, officers and be part of the organization, or they just come to the meetings? No, we we encourage them to come to an orientation. We want them to come to a couple meetings and see if it's right for them as well as it's being right for us. And then we engage them and try and get them active in a number of ways. You're listening to Alexander and Friends 660, The Answer. We have a great evening tonight. We're dedicating our show to a memorial weekend, and we have our guests from the American Legion Post 21 in the Colony. And that is the Holly Riddle Post 21 of the Colony. Welcome. Welcome back. And thank you for being here tonight, Courtney and V. Uh, what an exciting evening. So exciting. Very touching. Yes. Our, our heart. My heart is just <laughs> make me cry here. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about what are the programs that the Post is offering, not just for the veterans that want to be part, but also how can the civilians help? How can we engage? How can we support? So it's just this afternoon, we had an amazing blood drive. So it's community. Um, that's one of the ways civilians can be engaged. And it's a, it's a way that we reach out and serve community because not only you serve veterans, but we serve youth, we serve the community, and we'll talk about those programs. But then um, two days, in two days on, on the 31st, Memorial Day itself, we typically honor the veterans with a program and, and have speakers, and, and it's an amazing program. But because of COVID, it has changed this year. And our Honor Guard commander, Mary Garcia, has put together something very special, and I'd like her to explain that. Certainly, if we want to talk about our Memorial Day program now, um, uh, we can do that. Uh, I'm very, very excited. Close to the microphone, Mary, so um, everybody can hear right. your amazing voice. All yes. right. Um, very excited about our Memorial Day ceremony. Uh, we call it an honor and remembrance ceremony. So the pand- pandemic kind of changed things on us. Uh, we used to have, pre-pandemic, we had uh, a very nice ceremony outdoor. The community was all invited. We'd have rifle volleys, uh, flag-folding ceremony, um, bagpipers, singers, keynote speakers. But because of uh, our limitations, we were uh, kind of forced to think out of the box. And so because we're kind of like on the, there is light at the end of the tunnel with the pandemic, but we still thought that it would be wise to maintain uh, some safety. We decided to uh, have an honor guard station this time. 
And what we're, what this means is that you get to drive in your car and come right up to our Honor Guard station, at, and it's going to be at, at Five Star Complex at the Colony, right across from the high school. We're going to have our station set up with our POWMIA table, our Honor Guard team, our Bell of Honor, our service flags, and how it's going to work is that you will come up and you will ask me or request that we honor one of your loved ones and you'll give us their name and their branch of service and we will call our team to attention, call out their name and ring a bell. And I can tell you that it's something that's very special, very meaningful, and we will be there from 10 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon or as long as it takes to honor every single person that is being requested. We feel that this is uh, no pandemic, uh, no event, not even rain is going to stop us from helping families to honor and remember because, you know, there's this the saying that uh, all gave some and some gave all. Well, Memorial Day started out with honoring those that died in battle. But we take it a step further because we believe that every member who served, every member who served deserves to be honored and remembered. Their families deserve to be acknowledged and we will never forget. Well, we must always remember not only does the men and women that serve or, or you have the families that serve with them. Absolutely. Because it takes the years, it takes the backgrounds, it takes the wife, the children to be serving with their with their um, family. You brought something very important, the POW and the MIA. Can you, can you tell us what that is for a lot of people that don't know? Yes, yeah, so the POWMI table is, uh, has a lot of symbolism. And I actually have some notes here so that I can make sure I can explain it uh, correctly. But it's a, it's a table that is, has a, a setting for one. And in that, I'm just going to explain it because it's quite fascinating. The, the table that is set for one symbolizes the frailty of one prisoner alone against his aggressors. The tablecloth is white, and it symbolizes the purity of their intentions to respond to their country's call to arms. There's a red rose on, uh, displayed in a vase that reminds us of the families and the loved ones of our comrades in arms who keep the faith awaiting for their return. And there's a yellow ribbon and it's tied prominently on the vase and it's reminiscent of the yellow ribbon worn upon the lapel and the breasts of thousands who bear witness to their unyielding determination to demand a proper accounting for those that are missing in action. And there's a candle that is lit and that candle symbolizes the upward reach of their unconquerable spirit and there's a slice of lemon, and that lemon reminds us of their bitter faith. And there's salt on the plate as well, and that symbolizes the family's tears as they wait to hear of their loved ones. And there's a wine glass or, that is inverted because they cannot toast with us. And there's a chair that is empty because they are not here with us. And that's what we honor in the POWMIA table to represent those that are no longer with us or are still missing and unaccounted for. And at every meeting, we honor the POW MIAs 
we have a, a, a banner that we put on a chair. And during the meeting, it's there. And then we, at the conclusion, and then we, we, wow. we talk about what it means. And at the conclusion, we fold it and get it ready for the next meeting. But we always honor the POWMAs. We want them back. Can you explain what POWMIA Prisoner of war and missing in action. So troops that have not come home. And our job is always to go get them and bring them home. Absolutely. No matter what. That is one of the commitments of uh, our national organization of the American Legion is to continue every effort to account for everyone. Do we know how many we have today or around how many? Well, I've heard the number. It's, it's. Well, I'm not sure about that, but I can tell you shortly. Uh, it's, it's, it's really um, what we give for our country because we love our country and we love freedom, right? And our men and women are always there to, to support that. Well, tell us about all the fundraising you do for, our, for the Lodge and, and for, for the Post. The Lodge. I love the Lodge. <laughs> so we have several um, interesting fundraisers. One, we have wreaths across America. So every December, second Saturday in December, all across America at national cemeteries, we place wreaths on the graves of, of those that are there. Um, we raise money during the course of the year. Um, the wreaths are all purchased from one place in Vermont for the, for the millions across America. Um, and then we go to the cemetery. There's a very formal service that is absolutely touching, and I would encourage everyone to bring their, their, their teenagers, kids there to, to hear the story. And then at sharply at noon, um, at 12 o'clock, all across the United States, um, the wreaths are then placed, volunteers place wreaths on the, the graves of the, of the, uh, the fallen. So it's, uh, or not necessarily the fallen, those that are no longer with us. It's a, it's a, a memorable service. And, and what, there's a saying that says, uh, and as long as the name is called, they're not forgotten. And so we, uh, we, when the wreath is placed, we walk to the, to the grave, we say a little prayer, we call out their name and their, what else is on the tombstone, the rank, and uh, thank them for their service and then come back and get the next wreath. But everyone is placed individually. And this year will be on December the 18th, 2021. And I believe this is going to be uh, also in memory of Sergeant uh, Enrique Mondragon, which I saw that they named the street in the colony, in the colony mm-hmm. after he served <coughs> in the same unit my son did. Really? In, in, yes, yes, they're in that in that. Um, um, and Alexander, one, <laughs> and, and at one of the restaurants in town, they have a they not only have a POWMIA table, but outside they have a ter- terrific con- uh, tribute to Sergeant uh, Enrique. And um, it's the colony is a really strong veterans community. Yes, it is. It is, and not only is very strong, but every year they celebrate every, everything that has to do with our veterans, so, which is amazing. So tell us how we can we can buy our or can contribute with the wreaths of across America. Do we can go to your post and um, buy them? Yes, and you can go on our website. You can go on our website, and there's a little icon of a wreath, and and all you have to do is click on there, and it will be the your wreath will be uh, will stay here in North Texas, uh, and will come right directly to DFW National Cemetery. And that website's actually www.post21.org. And yes, we'll go yes. ahead and we'll make sure we link that to the website and the Facebook page. And I'm, I'm sorry, sir, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say you pay right online and we, we are the beneficiaries of, of that contribution. And we will have a, a, a large presence at DFW Cemetery. 
could you invite, can we invite um, like Courtney and her children and B and her son? I think it's so important. You know, what I feel is a lot of, a lot of people come from other countries and they don't know our story. Uh, and it makes it very difficult because our country has really been there for everybody. And when they come here, they have no idea. And I think coming to the cemeteries, coming to the VAs, coming to the posts is so important because without those men and women, you and I would be speaking German, yeah. <laughs> I always say. Yeah, so um, one other thing. So what else do you do for raising money? Well, we um, have a golf tournament each year. The, the purpose of that is to raise money to send boys to boys state and girls to girls state. So what does that mean? It's been a tradition of the, of the American Legion since 1927 to try and educate young people as to what good government is like, what it looks like, how it should operate. So we raise the money and we take, we, we go to counselors in the high schools. We serve, we work with two high schools and, and um, ask them for people that truly have an interest in civics. And if they are juniors going into their senior year in that summer, they will go, the boys will go to a week to Austin, the girls to San Marcos for a week. And they will hear from people that are, renowned in, in, the, in the, the communities, but they will practice government. They will elect the House of Representatives, elect the Senate, they'll elect a governor. They will actually address real issues of the day, and they'll debate them. There'll be lobbyists trying to persuade them, but they are taught how government is supposed to work. They come back just enthused about what it ought to be. Many go into government. Um, they come back and report to us how valuable that training is, and we pay all their expenses to do that. We pay for their transportation, their housing, the whole thing, and, and uh, it, we're, we're very proud of being able to better the country through educating young people like that. Right. If I could say. Please, go ahead. Uh, Boy State, uh, some of the notable figures that have been to Boy State and Girl States are uh, former President Bill Clinton, uh, Dick Cheney, Tom Brokaw, athlete Michael Jordan, and Ann Richards went to Girl State as well, our former governor. Our former governor. Uh, yes. And the motorcycle? Yes, yes. Governor. And, yes. And uh, any student that goes to Boy State and Girl State, if they're interested in, in applying to the military academy, that is a big plus on their resume or their application. Yes, yes that that's is. great information. Very good. You're listening to Alexander and Friends 660, The Answer. This evening, we're having such an amazing time of um, reflection. It's what we call it, reflection. And we talk, we've we been speaking about POWs and MIA, and I think that's important uh, initials that we have kind of talked about a little bit. And what is the, what is Memorial Day well, mean to a lot of, to you and to a lot of people? And you, you said the word reflection, and I think that's important, something that I learned, and I think People need to understand as well that we do not say happy Memorial Day. So Memorial Day is a day for respect and reflect. Remember, Remember you know, uh, it started as a federal official holiday in 1971. And first was called, um, this, some words are hard for me, but Decoration Day. I made it. So it started as a Decoration Day and then in 1971, was a federal holiday called Memorial Day. So do not say Happy Memorial Day, please. That's Let's right. learn. That's right. It is. It's a very. Um, it's a. It's a time of reflection and and how to give thanks to those that have served and given their most their life for us. So, Commander, um, 
I want to, I'm just going to call you Commander Richard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bringing you back. And tell us a little bit more about all the other um, events that you have coming up. Well, we always have a a big celebration on Veterans Day, which we now call Veterans Slash Heroes Day. And at Five Star Park, again, it's it's an amazing service. It's a four-day service over Veterans Day in the, in the fall. And um, we have a, a run, 5 and 10K run, we have a, and a walk. We have a car and truck show. We have a, a big midway. Um, we have um, a service. It all starts with a service that we have that, that day to, again, honor veterans. And it's a very touching outdoor service. Um, and it, it all culminates with big name entertainment and, 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 a, four, and a, a fireworks ceremony. But anyway, it, it's, it's, it's an awareness opportunity for us. We, the community all comes out for this big celebration, and we are there doing what we do, recruiting members, trying to raise money for wreaths across America, whatever it is. But we, have a, we co-partner with City Parks and Recreation to create this Veterans Day program. It's, a, it's just a big deal in the colony. Yes. Ms. Mary, tell and, us a little bit more about what you're expecting since you're going to be the uh, incoming commander now. And uh, what is what are your plans for the for the post? Let me say um, generate a n- new brand of enthusiasm and excitement about service, service to the community. Uh, I'd like to bring more women to our organization yeah. and I'd like to bring um uh, more of uh, the younger veterans into our organization. Uh, we've truly value members of all ages and of all backgrounds, but we we want to get be able to get out. Uh, and as the pandemic is is uh, is becoming less and less of a threat, we want to be able to go back and reengage in the schools. We want to we we typically like to get in want to get involved with our JROTC programs. Uh, and as a matter of fact, our American Legion gives out an annual award to uh, JROTC students. One of those awards is the Military Excellence Award, and the other one is a Scholastic Award. And uh, with with us not being able to go in and be active in the school, it, it's been a, a, a little more difficult, but we're very excited about, about um, that opportunity coming up in this next school year. Uh, want to re-engage with our senior activity center because they ha- a lot of their membership uh, is a, a, a veteran uh, community. So we want to make sure that we're reaching out to schools, to our seniors, and uh, just partner with them in any way that we can. First responders, as a matter of fact, we have a sister organization that are the Sons of the American Legion, and the gentleman that leads that, Ray Reynolds, is uh, an amazing gentleman who makes sure that uh, annually he's, he's a top barbecue competitor. He's a great <laughs> chef. So and you have competitions also. He's, huh? he's amazing. And uh, every year he'll, he'll do a free of charge to first responders and their families, a very nice barbecue for them. And so we all partner with that. And so this, those are just some small ways of, of honoring uh, and, and showing some gratitude to our, our first responders because they are uh, just uh, amazing in serving um, our community. Um, the other thing that um, we want to do is uh, uh, we want to get out and try to educate um, our community. We've held uh, CPR classes, uh, and uh, I'm thinking of some uh, national disaster preparedness, uh, natural disaster preparedness uh, uh, classes where we're now 
entering more safe zones where we can actually bring people from the community to come in and partake and in, 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 in join some of these classes that we want to offer. And you had mentioned before, I'm sorry, sir, real quick, that you don't have to be a resident of the colony where the post is located to be a member, right? No, our 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 uh, post has no boundaries. Excellent. Uh, you know, but you do have to be a military you do or served have, in the military. You do have to have served a day in, on active duty and you have to have had an honorable discharge uh, to be a member of the American Legion. Yes. We look at some of those guys and we wonder if they really got an honorable discharge, but we proved that they did. <laughs> We're good. Yes. So kind of going back to the beginning of the show when I was on my soapbox about, you know, standing for the national anthem, are you seeing right now where, you know, your goal is trying to bring enthusiasm back to uh, the military and service work and things like that. Are you seeing that that is something that with the current climate and what's going on is affecting that? I mean, are you, is it something where we really need to all do the legwork to make sure that we promote our military and be proud of our military? Or do you feel like it's just that it's there? It's just you really need to put in the legwork to bring it back to light. Well, you know, we can do everything. Uh, we can do things to um, continue to promote um, respect for our country, respect for our citizens, respect for the flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have to say that we are very blessed in the the, the community of the colony that they are so respectful of our our country they're 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 a very patriotic mm-hmm. community and uh, uh, I I don't think I could be more blessed to be serving in that that environment I would agree because I do hear the colony quite a bit um, with you know especially the friends that I have there I mean they are very much about America and what and what all the things America stand for and it's just you know we live in Allen I feel like it's very similar in Allen but there's other areas that you know I've been exposed to that don't have that same mentality and I think that it's just important for our young people to definitely take that stand and when they see somebody that um wa- wavers in their beliefs and what what the military stands for is to speak up and to say something and to remind them, like, I have a relative that fought for our country or my dad did this for our country. And I think that that's so important, too. So I think definitely getting in the younger kids ear and, and making them realize it's not everything you see on the TikTok and Instagram mm-hmm. and on the news. It's not about that, that there's people that are proud. So, so one of the pillars of the of the American Legion is Americanism. And that's one of the reasons we we want to get back into the schools and and help educate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a firm believer that we lead by example. And so we don't have to fight. We don't have to uh, confront. We just lead by example. And and I think that that uh, hopefully gets us where we need yes. to go. Yes. Excellent. So the, we do have four pillars to the American Legion. Um, the first is Veterans Affairs and Rehabilitation, and we've talked a little bit about that. That's our most important mm-hmm. um Pillar. The second one is national security. We do a lot there, and one of the bullets there is that it's a full accounting of POW MIAs, and so we're active with that. The third one is Americanism, and uh, we just talked about that. That just we make sure that uh, at every event we possibly can, there's a Pledge of Allegiance, there's a Singing the Star Spangled Banner, all those kind of things. We support the Boy Scout troops and Boys and Girls State and all that. And the fourth one is children and youth. We want to make sure that they understand um, how important it is to appreciate the country we live in. And so that's we, 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 we're very patriotic in, in fulfilling those four pillars. I have one quick question before we end the show. Are you finding ROTC in more schools or less schools? There's a strong program in the colony 
So the Colony High School, it's really, really good. Um, it's been challenged a little bit by not having classes in, in person, virtual, uh-huh. but um, it, they have had a very proud tradition. I don't know how it is in, uh, in other high schools. Uh, Louisville the, has a, a very strong ROTC program as well. Mm-hmm. Is your school? It. Yep, it's um, in Allen, it's a Marine-based program. So I think the Marines uh, oversee the program in Allen. Mm-hmm. So. We've got a very cool program I'd like to just talk about if you can for a minute. So we are very proud of our female veterans, women veterans, and um, we also know that the colony now for the fifth consecutive year is going to have the Ladies Professional Golf Association coming out to Old American and playing. And it turns out this year that they're playing July 1 to 4. And, and so the concluding day is July 4th. And although the city isn't yet ready to have a typical 4th of July ceremony parade and all that, they are going to be active and we're going to be active at the LPGA's final day. And I'd like Mary to talk about that because she's in a position to uh, really uh, show off our post. Well, I'm very excited because we have been asked to present the colors at the final round of the LPGA Volunteers of America event. So uh, we will we will be there standing tall on tee box number one uh, when the national anthem is played. And once after we do that, the other thing that we've been asked to do is to have flag pin attendance at hole 18. So one of us will be standing there uh, on hole 18 throughout the whole for the entire round. And we will have the honor of pulling the flag for the golfers to finish the hole out. And then we'll place the flag back. So look for us in the golf channel. We'll be there. National TV. We're going to be there. Wow. So we're going to post all that your link and all the information on our, on our website and on our Facebook. Thank you so much for being here this evening. And we appreciate very much Commander Richard and Mary, new Commander Mary Garcia. Thank and you for your opportunity and, and yes. for us learning. Well, and please, when you need a platform to talk about the events or if you have something special, just remember of us and give us the honor to, to serve you all. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate Thank you. you so very much. We uh, are looking and, forward to a very wonderful um, military events coming up. And I know that we are going to end with a special, I, I would call, event tonight. So our radio voice is going to read. She just took them. I know. For me. <laughs> well, this is an amazing poem. It's called America, A World of Freedom, written by Carter W. Mathis. He's eight years old, and I'm going to try and do this poem justice. Here we go. America, America, a world of freedom, a country that is blessed. And some folks might even say that our country is the strongest and the best. Oh, God has blessed our country with the opportunity to be free with strong ability, a nation of the free. Yes, our country is mighty and we've been so strong. And may our country, America, stand with our God very long. Our country faced many battles and yet we still stand. And if we remain faithful to God, we shall remain in his right hand. Our country faced many wars, and yet we still survive, for we have fought and won, and our country is still alive. Through the years, we've faced many battles, and we've experienced even more what many things America brings, what things she has to explore. America, a country of honor, and I may say, not to brag, a special country with an eagle for its bird, with the motto, in God we trust, and a striped flag. Yes, it's true our country is the strongest and the best, and to other countries we've been faithful friends. And if we remain right to God, we shall last to the very end. Isn't that beautiful? That's an eight-year-old by the name of Carter 
W. Mathis, and his father is also a veteran. Thank you again for being here this evening. We appreciate it, and we want to make sure that you have a very good Memorial Weekend. Have a great night. Thank you. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends or write us an email, alexandraandfriends660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode.